You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, folks, here on Big Blue Views Audio Lineup in the aftermath of what was a pretty wild Tuesday. It feels like forever ago, but also not that far away, considering the whirlwind of news coming from what happened with the Joe Judge firing, and then obviously the removal of Dave Gettleman through his, quote, retirement. And the Giants, for the first time in a while, are completely starting from scratch. New clean slate. And that decision puts us in a, a fun, speculative opportunity. And the, th- the thing we're going to do on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the, the options, some of the available guys, the head coaches out there that could be viable candidates to take over the opening. But the one thing that it seems to be pretty clear, guys, is that they're going to wait to establish a general manager and then bring in a coach that the general manager prefers and that might be the best route for this Giants team to go yeah that's the route we were all calling for during the season before we knew that knew for sure that Dave Gettleman was gone and certainly before we knew that Joe Judge was going to be gone you know back back at that time we were all saying the new GM should get to make the decision on Joe Judge but (laughs) that decision was taken out of his hands in what was a kind of crazy Tuesday. But, you know, here we are now. The Giants have two openings. They're looking to fill them. And I get the feeling, this is just looking at the calendar, that the Giants are going to move fast. I don't think they're going to let any grass grow under their feet. I like that saying, let any grass grow under their feet. And I also find it interesting, and I do agree that the best course of action is to certainly go with the general manager and establish an actual chain of command that isn't going to be screwed with by uh, you know the coach going over the general manager or anything like that. And that's one reason why, uh, one of the few reasons or many reasons why Joe Judge couldn't be here for a general manager that wasn't necessarily linked to him. But if you look at some of these general managers at the Giants are interviewing, man, like Ryan Poles. He's from the Kansas City Chiefs. So then you look at some of the coaching candidates who are from the Kansas City Chiefs. You have Dave Tobe, their uh, special teams coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, their offensive coordinator. So there's linkage there. And there's also with Joe Shane, the who seems to be the front runner for the, for the job of general manager. He comes from Buffalo. You obviously have Brian Dayball. And then you also have Leslie Frazier, another uh, coach from Buffalo, who is the defensive coordinator. So I just I think it's interesting when you look at some of these general managers and their obvious links to some of these coaching candidates, the Giants possibly are going to interview. Yeah, for for me, that it really makes sense to bring in coaching candidates that the GM is familiar with, just because the Giants need to get up to speed and they need to get get up to speed fast. And we've seen teams 
go in the draft and get young quarterbacks and then pair them with skill position players that they know from college. You saw Jalen Hurts with Devonta Smith. The Jaguars tried to do it with Travis Etienne and uh, Trevor Lawrence. That didn't work out. But the Dolphins went and got Jalen Waddle for uh, Tua Bailoa. And I think we could see the Giants try to do the same thing with head coach and GM because, you know, these guys already know each other. They know how the other thinks. And, you know, I I like the idea of Brian Dabble or Leslie Frazier to pair with Joe Shine from the Bills. Uh, Maybe Eric Biennemi with Ryan Poles. Uh, Maybe Steve Spagnuolo. I I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Spags. (laughs) And then, you know, we know last time around the Giants – interviewed Wink Martindale with the Ravens. I could see them also maybe going for Greg Roman, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens offensive coordinator. So yeah, I think there are some connections to be drawn and some good reasons to make those connections. And whoever the GM that gets hired, look at those coaches as the favorites. Now, I don't know if that's the way the Giants will go. That will be the discretion of the general manager, but it's at least a good starting point. And one yeah. thing just to, th- I don't mean to cut you off, Nick, but one thing just to yeah. throw out there too, that they're also, just because a, a general manager is hired from a specific team, we can also consider that they might hire somebody that is a head coach from a completely different franchise. There's a possibility that somebody that they have a connection to that they really liked, but is maybe an offensive coordinator with a different team. So that's also in the equation. That is a possibility to, to happen here, but the li- more likelihood of happening where, it is a Bills and a Bills pairing, or maybe a Ravens and a Ravens pairing. That's that's probably the easiest way that it's going to end up connecting. Yeah, and there are pairings too with the Ravens because Joe Horitz, the mm-hmm. director of college scouting, has also uh, been requested to interview for the Giants' general manager job. I mean, I'm 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 really interested in who this general manager is going to be, man. Because it's going to set the path for the hopefully the next ten years, but. It, you know, the way the Giants have been going the next two or three seasons. And then that, that's going to set <laughs> up. Let's not get greedy here. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not be greedy, guys. But that's going to set up a whole coaching uh, surge as well. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. When Joe Judge was hired, like I was very hopeful that this was going to be right. We had Ben McAdoo for two seasons, didn't work out. Then we had Pat Shermer for two seasons, didn't work out. We had the Dave Gettleman link to Joe Judge, which ultimately didn't work out. And I think Dave Gettleman has to bear a lot of blame for the current state of the roster. The offensive line wasn't fixed whatsoever, even though he stated that was going to be his his main goal. And now it's kind of just wipe it all clean, clean slate completely. And I just hope it's going to be different than what we saw in 2018, the last time the slate was wiped clean. And I think the big difference, though, is the fact that John Mara and the Giants ownership are going outside of the organization to actually look for uh, general manager candidates and not bringing in a homegrown individual like Dave Gettleman was. Yeah, yeah. I've made the joke before that the Giants family tree has basically been a log. And, you know, it's finally going to grow some branches. We we are off the George Young train where you had Giants were more or less arm wrestled into hiring George Young. George Young begat Ernie Acorsi. Ernie Acorsi picked Jerry Reese, and he picked Dave Gettleman. So, yeah, the Giants are finally breaking out of really the lineage they had been in since the late 70s, early 80s. And 
to me, one of the things that kind of stands out about all these GM guys or all these GM candidates is they are all personnel guys. They all there were there's a few there's a few former players in there, mm-hmm. and all of these guys got their starts as scouts in the somewhere in the personnel side, either pro personnel or college personnel. So these guys are evaluators, and they have all worked their way up from the very bottom. And they've seen different aspects of how to run a roster, how to build a roster, how to run a team. And they're all pretty young. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the oldest one that the Giants have requested an interview with is 43. So, yeah, these guys are not, as Dave Gettleman described himself, a, they're not dinosaurs. They kind of, <laughs> they've grown up in football, but in the modern era of football. and. Yeah, I think that's kind of important for a team which has just consistently been reaching back for most of the last two decades. So I think that's an interesting spot to kind of redirect the conversation because it sounds like from what you talked about, Chris, that the idea is to go in a completely different direction than with what they had with the last general manager. So they're trying to do a 180 here. They're trying to reach out to and maybe get a younger, more modern mind to be the next general manager instead of like Gettleman joked about him being a dinosaur. He quite literally was a dinosaur in some of his philosophies. So here we are completely transferring away from that, going for a guy that is going to be ready for the modern NFL. And on that note, talking on the head coaches and and maybe some guys that we think would fit well with this Giants franchise do we think that they go in a complete 180 of what they did with Joe Judge? And that is on the note of they hired a special teams coordinator. And you could probably do a lot to go as far away from repeating that again. But and I we posed this on the the live stream that we did on the YouTube channel on the last show that Chris and I did. Do we think that the priority might be going for an established coach that has previous head coaching experience, or does that not really factor in? For me, that's the fascinating question. And this stuff is so cyclical, right? Because after Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer, we were all clamoring for somebody who wasn't an offensive play caller and were a defensive play caller. We kind of wanted a special teams coordinator, somebody like a John Harbaugh. We got that. It didn't necessarily work out. And after seeing how just absolutely abysmal the offense was, I feel like a lot of people are leaning towards the offensive styles of coaches like Kellen Moore or Brian Dayball, somebody like that. So... I'm I'm not 100% certain what I want. I want the best candidate, and I feel like that's a cop-out, to be honest, but that's what I'm really looking for, and there's no way for me to know who that's going to be because we don't even know who the general manager is at this moment, so we kind of got to be patient and wait for that to materialize and transpire. But I, Chris, you had something to say? Oh, no. Go, go right ahead. No, but uh, I just... um. Uh, I look at this this head coaching search and I, I see a lot of competent individuals, some with no head coaching experience and some with head coaching experience as recent as this season, some who are coordinators and have big coordinators for years, but they used to be head coaches. And I'm looking at it all and I'm, I'm interested in, in a lot of different avenues. I'm not somebody who is going to paint myself into a corner and be like, I just want this. I just want whoever the best guy is. And I think everybody is kind of on a similar page. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I want the best candidate, whoever had, whoever puts forth the clearest, most articulate vision of how to get the Giants back to where they need to be, which is get them back on a winning track, get them, you know, 
like Joe said, uh, turn a 180. Instead of going backwards, they need to start going forwards. <laughs> and, you know, I do tend to lean more towards an offensive-minded head coach simply because modern NFL, you need to win on offense. Uh, I have nothing against a defensive-minded head coach. I, I named Spags and Leslie Frazier as guys I wouldn't mind seeing. I could I could absolutely see the Giants bringing in Brian Flores. Uh, again, another defensive mind. But they have to they have to understand and respect the fact that you know, defense doesn't win championships anymore. It is offense. You know, defense, you just have to be good enough that you don't have to be in a shootout every single week. Yeah, you know, offense is more consistent. It is heavily favored by the rules. And you know that that is just kind of the way football is now. And you know, for, as somebody who loves defensive football, that kind of sucks to say, but you know, no two ways about it. If you're not if you're not scoring at least twenty five points a game, you're not going to be winning too many games, dude. You're one hundred percent spot on, man. I, I love defensive football, and it's just been it's it stinks how the rules have just kind of shifted all towards the offense. But I will say, and Joe, I'm sorry if I cut you off. There. No, you're good. You're good. If the Giants do go in a direction of a defensive coach or a special teams coordinator again, dude, if they bring in the right offensive coordinator, you could still establish that offensive identity. The Giants didn't do that the last time they hired a head coach and Joe Judge. They brought in freaking Jason Garrett. <laughs> well, they, they had an offensive identity. It just wasn't the kind of identity any team wanted. <laughs> in the past 20 years on top of yeah. that. No, and I, I think that what you said, Chris, is is perfectly describing what you need to to establish an identity for a team these days is as good as the Giants defense was the past two seasons and it wasn't consistently good there were some rough patches because of some injuries but they were that was clearly the strong suit but the lack of offensive output really held back this Giants team so that could factor into the equation is it going to be more of an offensive uh, minded coach I'd like to make my pitch, though, for Brian Flores. I, I think that Flores showed a lot of positive steps and progression for a, a Dolphins roster that, frankly, it, in my opinion, I don't think is very good. It's very young. It has a, a lot of holes on it. Tua, I think we can agree, is is not exactly the best quarterback. And he was dealing with some some restrictions there in Miami. He ends up getting pushed out in a power struggle with Greer, who's the general manager, and he is now one of the available candidates for um, a lot of teams as a head coach. And he's one of the few guys that is recently removed as uh, a head coach that has shown some positive signs. The fact that like he's able to finish off his time in Miami with a victory over Bill Belichick in a, a must-win game for Belichick to possibly win the division, and he's able to get that victory, I think is really positive. But the one thing that for me, for Flores, that could be a factor here is that if we want to, to keep... Patrick Graham, Brian Flores could be the path to do that because Patrick Graham was previously Brian Flores' defensive coordinator in his first season. So I, I don't know how important that is for, for you guys, but I thought that Patrick Graham did a fantastic job. And if you can retain him and keep him as a defensive coordinator, he's probably not going to get interviewed for any head coaching gigs this upcoming cycle, but if you can keep him around, I, I think that maybe bringing in Flores, you're not, you shouldn't bring in Brian Flores just for this reason, but I think that that's something to consider with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think keeping Patrick Graham is an absolute must. Uh, 
just because Vic Fangio's out there floating around, and I'd love me some Vic Fangio. Now, I think he could step in with the Giants' defensive roster the way it is and have a similarly effective defense. But we know Graham works. He works well with this roster. He works well with this team. We know his scheme is very difficult for other teams to crack, at least it has proven to be so far. So if the Giants can keep Patrick Graham, that should be a priority. And if Brian Flores is the path towards keeping him just because of the familiarity between the two guys and the fact that they both do come from the same lineage, which, you know, Giants fans might be probably rightly so wary of the New England lineage, but, you know, the fact that these two guys do know each other well, they understand each other, you know, that isn't something to be discounted, especially if we want to get this team up to speed as quickly as possible. Now, the one thing I am a little, little leery of with an experienced former head coach, uh, Ed named Jim Caldwell as a potential pe- head coach candidate. Uh, I know Jim Harbaugh is going to be coming up, even if it's just among media speculation and fan hopes as a potential head coach, it's just the Giants are going to be hiring a young first-time general manager. And again, that that notion of power struggles behind the scenes, that I think is the one thing the Giants have to avoid at all costs. They need two men who can work together, who aren't going to be getting into any kind of personality conflict, power struggle, pissing match, however you want to phrase it yeah these two guys need to realize they're on the same team and working towards the same ends and that i think is just vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Giants' number one need. Yeah, and and that kind of detracts from the Harbaugh. And even Flores, if the reports coming out of Miami are true, and I don't know if they are true, that there was a big power struggle and that Greer, Flores, and other coaches never really saw eye to eye. I mean, why else would you fire a a coach like Flores who kind of did a lot with a Mm -hmm. really suspect roster? I would love Brian Flores personally, but I can't really speak to, to the validity of those reports. And if that is the case, that is definitely something that the Giants have to consider. Right. They just got rid of a guy who was difficult to work with and uh, a bit of a hardo in Joe Judge. And then, and he also, 
had some apparent ruptures and, and complications with the relationships with guys in the locker room. And you go in and bring in Brian Flores, who the, the speculated reports are he didn't have good relationships to it. He didn't have good relationship with some of the guys in the roster on the offensive side of the ball. And he also was difficult to work with, uh, with, with Greer, who's their general manager. So like it, that might hinder him from becoming the Giants head coach. And that's only if those reports are true. And if right. only if it's, it's more on Flores and Greer, which is something I can't speak to either. Right. I do have a quick question though. And, and this one, uh, I don't want to take too long with it, but I find it mm-hmm. interesting now. There are several head coaching vacancies, right? You have the Dolphins, you have the Bears, you have the Jags, Broncos, and Vikings, I believe. Possibly and Raiders. Have, yeah, and the Raiders as well if they don't keep Passaccia, but they're mm-hmm. in the playoffs right now. Where do the Giants rank in that in terms of job with the current cap space, the current <laughs> lack of consistency at the quarterback position, the offensive line, but they do have – two top 10 picks, five picks in the top 80. You're, you're with John Mara, who's not afraid to spend money. But the Giants have just been, you know, crap for the last 10 years, essentially. Where do you guys think they rank? I'd honestly put them close to the bottom, if I'm being just completely honest. If we're not factoring in any of the complications, yes, it's it's the best job available in terms of the franchise, in terms of the notoriety. You produce a winning team with the New York Giants and in New York in general, you are going to be a, a very highly regarded individual uh, as any coach in the country. But the fact of, of what you just mentioned there, Nick, all of those issues, Mara has proven to be difficult to work with. There are possibilities of him stepping in and you know forcing his own thoughts and opinions in decision-making, which makes things difficult for any head coach or general manager. But I think the big thing, too, is that this roster is, is not good. There are a lot of holes on the roster. There is a fat question mark at quarterback. And are you going to be forced to keep that quarterback if Mara tells you to? Um, and then the cap situation is the probably the biggest thing that is going to really, really hinder, maybe prevent some of the top candidates from choosing to come to the Giants because who wants to inherit the mess that Dave Gettleman left where you have to get rid of and, and move off of some of these really bad contracts that are screwing up the cap situation and for a head coach trying to build a team with limited cap room, it is going to be very, very difficult. You, that reason alone, I think, puts them towards the bottom. It is going to be an uphill battle. And I said this on the stream, next season is going to be a bad year for the Giants. They are not going to be good. It would be very, very, I think, unexpected, in my opinion, for them to just rapidly turn things around with all of the holes that they have, especially at quarterback, which is the most important position, as we know, in the NFL. Um, who wants to inherit coming in immediately into a bad season and then trying to turn things around from there? Yeah, that's kind of where I come down. There was a, an article on Yahoo Sports that link, that out and out said the Giants are the least attractive GM opening just because of everything you just said. Yes, they've got a ton of draft capital and there is nothing like winning in new york there is nothing like that parade down the canyon of heroes you know if if you win a championship in new york your place in history is pretty much cemented i mean we we know who jeff hostetler is and not just because of his mustache it was a great mustache though it was a great mustache absolutely no that's a great point david tyree is another example yeah exactly 
And I, nobody I, now. <laughs> I, I, I well, he does own a smoothie shop in Morris. Oh, respect. That's his name. No, but uh, <laughs> but I will say, David. People are going to look back to David Tyree's career and they be like, "Oh yeah, you know, he was a really good receiver. He made two Pro Bowls and all." And they're going to speak to his Pro Bowls, but he was on the Pro Bowl because of special teams. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. are going to look yeah. back at that and, and probably not realize that. Yeah, but also the, the Giants are in salary cap hell. They're going to have to make some difficult cuts to their roster just to be able to sign their rookie class, let alone start filling the many holes on this roster. They've got to figure out what to do with the offensive line. They've got to figure out they've got to figure out who's going to catch the damn football and whether or not they can count on any of them to stay healthy for, you know, more than half or two thirds of the game. And they've got to figure out what to do at quarterback. They got to figure out what to do about Saquon Barkley. You know, there are a lot of question marks on this team. And unfortunately, just because of the cap situation, there's going to be more question marks before all is said and done. Now, that could appeal to this the kind of personality that loves a challenge. And I don't think you get to the position where all of these GM candidates and the guys who will become head coach candidates, you don't get to that position and shy away from challenges. You generally embrace them and you generally have to have a lot of confidence in your own abilities. So how much that the challenges that come with being the general manager of the New York giants in the state that the giants are in and also having to deal with all of the, uh, we'll say extracurricular, challenges that come with the Giants organization, i.e. the media ecosystem and a pretty rabid and not terribly patient fan base. Yeah. How many of that the guys will they say, you know, I, I'd love to go and win in New York, but you know, it, Chicago, that might be a little bit shorter path to uh football immortality. Nick, what are your I, thoughts on this? No, I, I think that that's a, a pretty accurate assessment. I, I'm not 100% certain if everybody's going to view it in a similar manner. I, I do believe some, like you said, I think some people will want that challenge. I think some people look at the blue blood organization of the New York Giants and they'll take it. I mean, you look at some of the cap space and the cap can be maneuvered. No doubt Miami is set to, according to Spotrack, they have most cap space next year. Jacksonville is third. You have the Bears down a little bit, but then you just have the Vikings and the Giants who are in the negatives as currently constructed. Both of those jobs will both have GMs and coaches that they're looking for aren't necessarily too great of uh, jobs on paper, but you look at the Giants and you're like, hey, you can do a lot with this draft, man. I mean, five picks in the top 80 isn't nothing to blank at. Two picks in the top 10. You can kind of make your stamp and you might have a little bit more leniency coming in because, as you said, Chris, the Giants might suck next year. and They might not be that great. So you can have that losing season kind of reestablish yourself and then in 2023 look at that quarterback class and try to find the replacement for Daniel Jones. I mean, if you look at what John Mara said yesterday, and who knows how accurate a lot of this is, he said, like, look, the new general manager – it's going to be his decision on what happens with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And I kind of believe John Mara in that situation. And maybe I'm an mm-hmm. idiot before that, but I don't think Mara's going to, you know, bring in the general manager and then be like, look, you have to sign Saquon Barkley and, and, and uh, Daniel Jones because meddling has not helped this franchise whatsoever. And I do believe that he wants to bring in the right football mind and he's going to allow that football mind to, to do 
to do what that person thinks is best to f- turn this ship around. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. Just because, yeah, the Giants have their challenges, but I think the owner right there in the interview telling prospective general managers, oh, by the way, you have to work around potentially signing the previous guy's running back to a $100 million contract and also the previous guy's quarterback who was drafted under two head coaches prior. You have to... You have to work around him as well because we. I just personally like them a lot. Never mind that both are injury prone and have been inconsistent on the field. Yeah, that more than anything else could get uh, prospective GMs to say, "Okay, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, let's see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot's going to come into play for this this decision making, and we're going to be covering this throughout the entire process um and we'll obviously be talking draft we'll be talking for agency a lot to go over during this offseason folks thank you for tuning in be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.